Hello, welcome to the Club Club Podcast. My name is James Alvarado. I work at Hard Audio Cables. <laughs> Hannah is here. She also works at Hard Audio Cables. Hello. And we are also joined by our two best buddies, Patrick and Zach. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you, seem like you're not like in to... a, you seem like you're not in a very good mood tonight, James. Yeah, James, what's up? <laughs> We had some I frustration getting set up. Yeah. yeah. Technical difficulties. Someone was sour anyone's mood. <laughs> Someone was making jokes the whole time and not contributing. <laughs> yeah, Zach's jokes just put me in a sour mood. <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Busy. You know. We got to wrap this this pod up so I can go make some cables. Do some Slinging work. cables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slinging cables. Hannah, would you like to introduce what the album is for this episode? Yeah, so this week we're talking about... That dog. Retreat from the sun. I could show up at your door and still know what you're looking for. I could wait. You're pretty dreamy for a boy from Long Island. You should come to see me on my western horizon. Seems as though I've never This is an amazing album that I had not heard until about two months ago. And it's the kind of thing that I was like, how have I never heard this? Like, this has been missing from my life. I'm actually surprised to hear that because I thought this was something that you had you thought it maybe was like grown up with. Yeah. yeah, see, that's like what I would have thought too. Um, but no, I did, had not heard it. It was this year, sometime in 2021, sometime in January, I think. I heard it for the first time and I was like, Whoa. And I've been basically obsessed with it ever since then. So I thought it would be a fun album to talk about. So how did you discover it's such it? such a great feeling. Sorry, Zach. No, you're good. What was the question? How did you discover it? Yeah, so a couple episodes ago, we were talking about like cool versus not cool ways to discover <laughs> music. So this uh-huh. was a not cool way. It was on a Spotify uh, playlist or radio station or I don't whatever. Think I don't think that's uncool. I think discovering music through a playlist is like... It's fine, but like one of the best ways. If it's like a, it person... wasn't this one though. Was uh, just completely algorithm driven because uh, I think it was. Yeah. So the reason, um, so I like started to get into Juliana Hatfield, who like is another person from kind of this era that like it was a name I'd always heard, but I never really like knew that much. Like I felt like I like knew like oh what she sounds like and everything, and I pretty much did, but I hadn't really listened to her. So I started to like get into her music a little bit, and so I was listening to like a juliana hatfield radio station on spotify (laughs) um and there were a lot of good songs on it but the song minneapolis came on and i was just like whoa um and it's funny because actually so patrick and i were listening to it together and we at first (laughs) thought it was like a modern band because of the way that it sounded we were like oh and then we like looked and the album art does not look modern which you know we'll get into but the band's name and the way it's stylized with like the period that also made us think that like, oh, this must be like a yeah. 
you know, like 2010s band or like a modern band. Um, but then we looked up and we were like, oh, no, they're from the 90s. Um, it's interesting, though, because like the the algorithm must have started pushing this band on a, a lot of people at the same time, because a lot of people in our sort of, I, I don't know, social musical realm mm-hmm. sort of all started talking about this album, like at the same time that we discovered it. Um, and yeah. maybe a part of it is I just a confirmation bias. Thing. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if that's just that I noticed it, but... it more or not, but, but one person that I know like posted something about it on Instagram and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I love this album. And he made a similar comment of like, yeah, I hadn't heard it until last year or something. Interesting. Um, Ryan I mean, said that. So I did see that they, like they put pretty out Maddie was talking about it and other people. Yeah. But I think Twitter. they were aware yeah. of it already. I mean, but everybody started talking about it at the same time. I'm telling you. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't know if there's anything to that or not. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that it's this album, but cause they put out something in 2019. Yes. After they, a long hiatus. So I don't, I, I, maybe that's part of it. Maybe they, that's true. Yeah. They're maybe actively out there, kinda... you know, doing stuff and being seen. It's 2021 now. Two years later. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Dang. Who knows? That's weird to think about. Yeah. Uh, who do you think should describe this band's sound? James, I would like you to describe this band's oh, sound, man. please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what are you upset about? That's an honor. I think it's just pressure, you know? But I'm, I'm into it. Just do your best. Um, indie rock, I'd say. Uh, Is that all you got? Power, Come on. Power pop elements. He said, here's what I'll do. I'll split myself into that way. But more specifically, I'd say like it's in the realm of like jangle pop and a bunch of twee bands, twee pop and stuff like that. But it has a little bit of a darker element to it. And I don't care if you don't treat me like a Which and she kept coming up to mind the entire time. I every time I'd listen to this record, she'd come to mind, and, and it's Liz Fair. Mm-hmm. Which I saw y'all talking about that. Yeah, and I hadn't I hadn't looked up anything online about it. I've just listened to the music. So, yep. Um, I thought that was interesting. So there's a definitely like a darker element and a little bit more of like an aggressive um, tone to the guitars, which mm-hmm. I enjoyed. And so like you think of twee pop bands and stuff and. It definitely could fit there, but I also think like um, a band like Screaming Females, who has a little bit more of a more aggressive edge, kind of fits in with them. Or people think of like Slater Kinney and stuff like that, mm-hmm. maybe even. Yeah, I was thinking like Letters to Cleo the whole time. Mm, I haven't more... heard them. But... Okay, wow. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where Zach names a band and we all say I've, I've heard of that heard band, them. but I don't know what they sound like. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Good job, okay. James. Uh, Zach, so what did you think of the album? What was your uh, hold on? First I would just uh, for surprise that the word pop punk never came up during that mm, description. Okay. I said power pop, which can yeah. sort power of kind of pop punk. Oh, James, I meant to ask you, what does this band have in common with King's X? Yeah, they're definitely three part harmonies. Uh, and, I don't know, and a lot of vocal harmonies. Song. Yeah, on the album, I noticed that <laughs> three part harmonies. Yeah. Was that <laughs> as you love uh, to say? Was that the right answer? Yes. I don't three, know if they're three part harmonies. They are three part <laughs> harmonies. All three of them, huh? A la King's X. <laughs> Every song. Yeah. This band also has a rabid fan base that thinks they should have been the best band ever and just never quite. Their fans made. are insufferable. <laughs> oh, I never said that. <laughs> Maybe I did. He said uh, it in so many words. Um, <laughs> too, too many words. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, but Zach, I want to hear what your initial thoughts or like your first impression was of this album. Yeah, I went into it um, anticipating that I was going to like it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I did. Um, it What it reminded me of is uh, it, actually a few months ago, I was watching the very, what some people say is very awful, early 2000s Josie and the Pussycats movie that MTV <laughs> produced. Yeah. Uh, and it reminded me of that soundtrack. Hannah's so, about to blow your mind. Yeah, so um, Anna Warrenker, um, the like vocalist and lead person of this, wrote the song Wish You Well on the soundtrack for Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, really? Yes. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so another thing on that. Uh, so very good ears. Some members of Letters to Cleo also contributed to that there soundtrack. So yeah. This makes so feel that, like that makes sense. This is like all coming yeah. together. Okay. So yeah, it's very like much wow. in that vein. Made me feel like it, it legitimizes us as a... Uh, music critics i guess uh oh but, like no, if sure. you don't hear that because I, because i watched the 2000s uh just the <laughs> these connect these connections that get made without in a in a bubble you know what i mean yeah without like, but anyway knowing it. yeah for the sure. audience should not let them fool them we are not now uh, credentialed music critic. <laughs> i am uh speak for yourself james i have a podcast <laughs> that's right <laughs> Yeah, I, I I liked it. I I do think that like there's a few songs that I'll definitely go back to that mm -hmm. that have been stuck in my head, and then there's parts of the album that I was just kind of meh mm -hmm. on. But I don't think, I guess in contrast to like Sorry James Burial, there's no point in this album where I was like I like tuned out and was like I'm not having a good time. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the whole time I was like even if I'm not really digging the song, I'm at least enjoying Dude, it, and it's reminding me of don't say like sorry a to fun me. time in my life. Don't say sorry to me for that viewpoint. <laughs> yeah, of yours. that's like your own shortcoming as a human you know oh okay oh so i'm sorry to myself i guess <laughs> for being an inferior human to james's standards for not liking yeah. burial <laughs> yeah okay yeah i'll i'll pass the hat on this one. all right patrick what about you i think this is a really strong album it's like i have like probably half the songs like start on here it's like that's a good track um <laughs> and just just like really really catchy well-written songs and i agree with you it's kind of like i'm not sure how i got this far in my life without ever hearing about this band um but i'm glad i know about them now yeah i mean i think that they did like not really get quite as much commercial success as like they could have and i think that's like partially what led to their like breaking up because you know they so this was their third album and they broke up basically like right after it um and it's weird because so again, Anna, the main person, her dad was like the um, like an executive at Warner Brothers. So, you know, they're like, seems like he could have. Where's the nepotism? Pushed yeah, the it. Industry plant connection, is. but it never. Yeah, but it didn't really didn't work out, I guess. Yeah. And I don't know anything about like the connection and like, you know, if there was actually like family, you know, people trying to push it or not. You know, I mean, I think not so much, but. Um, so can yeah. I share uh, my uh, my thoughts on the album? I did the no, sound when, when you're the called sound, on. but I didn't get to <laughs> once you're called. I just want to make sure I don't get skipped. You I, know, won't, I don't want to get left out. Get I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah. Go ahead, guys. Well, Go ahead. Real Zach. quick, real quick. There's another family connection. I don't know if you get in the music industry. I don't know if you guys know about. There's a ton, but yeah. The, which one are you gonna say? Okay. Well, the the main one is the there's a third Hayden sister. Yep. Who's married to Jack Black? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. From yeah. So oh. the bassist and the violinist and like other two vocalists there um 
their sisters and yeah their last name is Hayden and there's like another Hayden uh sister and they like have performed as the Hayden uh triplets I think they do kind of like jazzy like string stuff their huh. their father is a famous jazz musician yes that as well um yeah so there's so this band is from Los Angeles so they're like very much in just kind of the like music industry world and you know just do seem to have a lot of connections like everyone seems to know somebody and they are like their siblings um as we were just saying you know have all kinds of connections too and are like involved with things um so james what did you think of the album i don't know if i want to talk about it now um okay cool moving on uh, <laughs> james yeah, yeah, nothing response. to say i just <laughs> i had a similar take in that i sort of felt like how did i not, not hear about this sooner mm-hmm. i just sent you guys a chart that i feel like this album could fit in on really easily mm-hmm. but it's not on um, there there's not space for it to fit Also, in when I listen to it, I think like, man, Damn. this is where a lot of like present day twee pop bands or whatever. Yes, I'm glad you said that. Sound. Yeah. So like Anna Birch, mm-hmm. that this is Anna Birch's sound. Yeah. And then um, a lot of the 2010 stuff, like The School, Camera Obscura, Blanchard's The Weekend, I put those in there. Kind of just, they all come to mind when I'm listening to this, but this came out like 10 years earlier, 15 years earlier. Yep. Whatever. I think that was interesting. For sure. Yeah, I definitely think that this band seems like they were like an influence for a lot of other bands. And that's interesting that you said that too, because I was like, you know, making notes about it and just thinking about it. And, you know, I said this at at the beginning that I think they sound really modern. But then when I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't know if like other people would really agree with that. I have in my notes, though, that they sound like a 2000s. Yeah, like, and then I was like, I don't know if it's just because, like, I feel like in kind of my smaller musical world, like, I feel like there's, like, just, like, some, like, Boston bands that kind of sound like this and whatnot. So I was like, I don't know if that's just, like, a me thing, like, me thinking that they sound super modern. Like, I don't know if, like, the average person would, like, the average person might think this sounds, like, dated. I don't really know. Um, I also think, like, this sound is what I, I picture, like, high school Hannah listening to. I didn't really, like, listen to this kind of music in high school. I mean, I wouldn't have, like, disliked it. And I listen to right. some stuff like this, but or I mean, like I, high I school cool girl listens to this this type of music, and I think it's very much pops. like '90s high school movie, yeah, music, yeah, it, yeah, it, like clue, li- like clueless yeah. and like all of that. So did you I guys was actually su- see surprised to not oh, find it on a soundtrack somewhere? Mm-hmm. Like, did you guys see the music video for Never Say Never? Yes, it's very '90s. Yeah, it is for sure. <laughs> the yeah, drummer we... also looks a lot like B.J. Novak. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of that, but yeah, kind of. He has like, uh, yeah, yeah, only in the video though. Yeah, uh, you actually, you know what a '90s band that sounds like this and is from Boston is? What? Letters to Cleo. Oh, okay, they're from Boston. There you go. I'll have to look them up. I'm just gonna work them in every couple of sentences. Perfect. Yeah. Next episode. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, yeah. So, what were some of you guys' favorite songs? Uh, I replayed that first song over and over a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to see you. Yep, that's a good one. Have lots of bail, tons of trail, mixed because we're setting out to sail courageously. You and me. Um, Gagged and Tied, one of my favorites. I'd like to take you home so that we. 
the last 30 seconds of Minneapolis. Just the last 30 <laughs> seconds. Why do you dislike the last 30 seconds? No, I love the last 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh, why do I just like them? I think you said dislike. Um, I thought the rest of Minneapolis was just okay. Wow. And then it like just, okay, well, I just, I got to look, I got to look from the, uh, I just, the I, Hannah and Patrick is, I Housewell. sometimes have a similar thing with, uh, <laughs> to James where with the, if I invert what I think, then it's what the Zach <laughs> and it's uh, with the song Minneapolis. Yeah. It's literally like to me, the last, the end of it, I kind of, I just sometimes skip to the next song, but the rest of it. Um, or just start the song over again. Yeah, Cause you exactly. want to hear it again. Yeah. I just didn't expect them to slow it down at all on this album to be honest mm. yeah it's got its slow moments yeah yeah so minneapolis to me is like one of the best songs um that was the first song i heard off the album and i like love the um the way that she sings like the opening line about the jabber jaw i was at the jabber jaw the cutest boy i ever saw he was standing behind um that's like one of my favorite parts of the whole album um i really like hawthorne that is like one of my other favorite songs in a car garage and i saw you and then long island oh Did that's a ever... good song too i yeah. like long island yeah did you ever and never say never? Those are probably all my favorites. James, uh, I liked. I'm gonna pick, try to pick some that hadn't been said yet. Annie, I like that song a lot. I like Annie a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I like. I mean, of course, never say never. I I really enjoy the the chorus yep. on that one. Gagged and tied a lot too. I I like cab cowboy hat, <laughs> cowboy hat. Yeah, I like that one a lot too. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was like memorable when it came. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, that one has a good chorus too. And I guess another one that hasn't been mentioned is Long Island. I enjoyed that song too. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. I did mention it, but yeah, that's oh, really good. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only one I have that's one of my favorites that hasn't been mentioned is maybe Being with You. Did anyone mention that one? Uh, nope. But that's a good one. I the like twinkly guitars. I did note that that one uh, has more of an emo sound, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of the ones that I liked uh, lent or leaned a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I could see it towards the emo side. Emo um, adjacent. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean the whole thing is emo adjacent, I would say. But uh, I thought being with you, I liked that song. I thought the the after the fall lyric kind of always threw me off. It's like one of the weaker lyrics on the album. But. 
I liked this. What was song your overall. What was your favorite lyric? Mine's probably "You're pretty dreamy for a boy from Long Island." Yeah. You're pretty dreamy for a boy from Long Island. You should come to see me on my western horizon. Seems as though I'm never meant to meet. That was really memorable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that song has some of the it, most like memorable lyrics for sure. It gets stuck my, in my head. I think line. like the after Same. the fall lyric or whatever in that it just um. I don't know what it is. Like, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it just for whatever reason. I feel like I feel like in the 90s, it sounds fine. But now it sounds weird or something. We call it autumn now. Autumn now. <laughs> um, uh, my favorite line is uh, in what? Well, I'm not sure if it's actually my favorite line, but one of oh, the ones I see that what you sticks out <laughs> to me Whoops. is in Minneapolis, the... I responded yes quietly the way she sings that line. Fits that song really well and like captures that like vibe of kind of. I thought it was like that, a nice little that just first like interaction of flirtatiousness with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. That like kind of shyness in a really nice way. It was a cool just you know song telling a story you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is apparently like the true story of how she met her husband. Like they're still married. He's like, you know, in the music scene and stuff too. I can't remember his name right now. Big surprise. Right. Big surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you guys think about the very first line in the album? We'll have lots of bail. Does it, does anyone know what that's referring to? Cause I don't. Uh, No, let me pull up the rest of them. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have lots of bail, tons of trail mix, because we're set. Yeah, I'm not sure. Out. I mean, the song, I guess, you know, it's just about, like, you know, choosing someone to, like, spend your life with or whatever, yeah. um, and, like, monogamy or whatever. But I don't really know. We'll have lots of bail exactly what, yeah, it's, what that's referring to. I was, I don't know if that was just, like, a forced rhyme or if there's, like, a meaning that I don't know that's lost on me. Like I'm not sure. We're, what are we bailing on? Everything? I don't know. I'm not sure. Come on, Anna. Anna and Anna. Dang. None of, almost no, none of the lyrics on this album have like annotations on genius, which they don't really need it because they're like very straightforward lyrics. Yeah, yeah. For the most except part. Except for that line. Yeah, except for that one line. It was for me. song, uh, I wasn't sure exactly what the lyrics meant was Retreat from the Sun. Does anyone have any ideas about that? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of the ones that I was like less clear on too. It's... Not necessarily one of my favorite tracks on the album, but mm-hmm. the, it's not a bad track either, though. Um, I just thought I wasn't sure what it was talking about with the retreat from the sun line. Yeah. And it's interesting that that was chosen as the, yeah, the title name of, of the, the album, too. Yep, definitely. Um, but yeah, Long Island, I just like keep remembering more lyrics from that one. <laughs> I like the whole, like, I like your shirt. I have a lot like that or whatever the line is. I've got a lot like that too. So you say you like my shirt. And you say you've got a lot just like it. I really like the lyrics on Hawthorne too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that also like captures just like a good vibe of, you know, like just going to like the hometown of like someone you're dating or someone you're like interested in. And- I saw a punk you know, I'm 
just kind of like meeting their family, like seeing their like childhood bedroom, like where they grew up. And it's like, you're just like seeing this other like side of them, you know, if you like have met them when they're older. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a pretty lovey dovey album. It is. Yeah, it for is, sure. Yeah. It's like a pretty like happy album overall. And like a lot of it is just like pretty much straightforward love songs. Yeah. It was a nice change of pace from like a, a very depressing week last week, not even just like <laughs> musically, but just like, yeah, you know, with life the the whole state being oh yeah we almost to destroyed talk about that we're free now we're free men yeah. here in texas oh that that that's you <laughs> oh yeah did you guys get a chance to listen to any of the other albums by them no I'm not, no i didn't really dive back in, into that i did i'm curious to... what the newest one sounds like after such a long hiatus yeah i would like to see that uh but yeah i, I listened to you that Josie and the Pussycats soundtrack again. <laughs> I need to watch that. Movie. I mean, that's not that's not bad. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I, I added that to Plex like a long time ago, and then mm. oh really? I still haven't watched it though. And we'll oh, not Plex get your Plex down. back up, and we'll all it's, watch it together. It's we on should. like Netflix. No, I did watch it on your Plex. That's where I watched it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, we need to get it back up. Yeah, so I haven't listened to their other releases like nearly as much. I mean, this album, it's like I've literally been listening to it nonstop for like I still two just really can't believe this isn't more popular. Like there's not yeah. some new website covering it or doing a retrospective or a reappraisal of it or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, Pitchfork actually did do like a Oh, it's on there. like re-review of this album and the one that came out before this one um, called Totally, I think it's called totally crushed out or something like that oh they re-released them is that why they re-released those re- did they ago? yeah totally crushed out um so they did they like reviewed them kind of like together um but yeah i haven't seen a ton of like modern press on it um, and it surprises me just because so many bands sound like this now yeah i mean well, i don't think this was like a an abnormal sound in that time period either right yeah I suppose not, but maybe there yeah. was just a, an oversaturation of this kind of music, you know, and only so many like movies like Clueless were being made to keep up with the soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been more made. It's the golden age where like an entire high school class would break out in a dance spontaneously and they'd all know the moves at the same time. Still happens this day. That didn't happen at your high school. You've been, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so their first album I only listened to like I think part of it Um, that one like it definitely so the two prior to this are definitely more like you know raw and like lyrically less you know like lovey-dovey and have more of a kind of like Weezer vibe I mean this album kind of has a Weezer vibe but but the first one especially I think was just like a lot more raw sounding Um, and then totally crushed out the one before this is not similar to this one um but i feel like it's like a little bit i don't know i'm not sure what i was gonna say about it but Hmm. you should check it out i didn't like feel like i picked up on it being like super super lovey-dovey or straightforward love songs because i guess it's not necessarily unless you just go read the lyrics yeah because i didn't like because i got caught up in like how dark the guitar Mm -hmm. and instrumentation Mm -hmm. is you know, right. It's it it they've got some crunch to it at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. My friends miss me coming around. People talking about it all over town. I never knew you then, I know you now. I don't know. And you mentioned yeah. Weezer, there's like some chugging riffs that sound like yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Weezer too. 
but yeah, I, I then think I did go and sorry, I did go and read some of the lyrics before we got on, and I was like, oh yeah, that is like more of a straightforward love song. I also get worried. This is really stupid or whatever, but like I get in my own head about like, is the song really like about? Is it really just a simple love song, or is it like? They were being sarcastic or there's some like deeper darker meaning to it and i'm missing <laughs> you don't it i'm think an that idiot cool you know? people can actually it, be it's not just sincere positivity you know <laughs> so i always get weird uh, uh weirded out or like uh, apprehensive about like assuming that's what it is mm-hmm. anyway what were you gonna say pat i interrupted you i just wanted to talk about some of the like musical moments mm-hmm. in the album that i thought were really cool but one thing in general that i think this band does frequently that they're really good at is the way they write the songs they like will transition to another part of the song that's like completely different in a way that like makes it like makes your ears perk up and be like oh this is a new part but it like it flows perfectly from the other part Mm -hmm. and they really seem to have like a knack for like making the parts of the song play off of each other Um, yeah like so in our headphones right now, he's playing Gagged and Tied, and I feel like that was just like just happening yeah. in this song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also, like in Annie, I think it does that, uh, like around 110 is a similar thing. I don't know It also, Annie has like the dark kind of guitar riff. Yeah, which is cool. it has one of the, yeah, like. Yeah, that switch riffs. up. I, I remember writing that. For and me. then, I, yeah, I think around 110, there's a switch up in Annie. Yeah, yeah. I dig that part. I wrote that. Down. I'm yeah. queuing yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote, I like the switch up and burly guitar tone. <laughs> burly, yeah. <laughs> Bombastic guitar yeah. tone. Another little thing I liked um, is just the drum playing on Gagged and Tied, I thought was one of the best drum performances mm-hmm. on the album um and just the way in the <laughs> i don't know exactly where it is let me see if i can find it that um, first musical section of gagged and tied sounds like it could be like a modern post-hardcore band's mm-hmm. song says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like at 140 or so like when they are doing that part in gagged and tied there's like that kind of galloping snare of like um I just think that's really cool. <laughs> and it's not necessarily the first time I've heard oh, yeah, something like that, that, I guess. But it, it just sounds really cool in that song. What were you going to say, James? I was just going to sing the praise of how good the album sounds to me. It, it doesn't sound like it's from 1997. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it could be a modern. Could have come out last year, you know? Could have come out in the mid-2000s. That's what it sounds like to me. Just, like, well-produced. Mm-hmm. You guys were talking about the the producer credits and stuff. I, I didn't really look at that. I didn't either mm-hmm. until you mentioned that he had done Liz Fair. And so I was just scrolling through the list of things he's done. He did Diary by Sunny Day Real Estate. Uh, the self-titled by Placebo. Um, he's done Some Me Without You, your favorite band, James. <laughs> um, of course. He's been kind of all over the place, which is which is pretty cool. But he, he did a lot of... Um, me with you me without you i know you're listening uh, it's not that i dislike your band it's just <laughs> <laughs> right 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 it's just a bit much <laughs> um he produced a door by smashing pumpkins well uh, 
Interesting. Punk credits. Got some good uh, guitar sounds on these albums he's produced. So yeah. Well, uh, if when I had to Brad Wood a call. That's good. I had to nitpick the sound of this album a little bit. I think it's uh, snare sound. The snare sound is fine. <laughs> uh, on gagged and tied, it sounds really cool. I think it's a little it bit has more. A f- this album has a funny snare sound. Is just on, what I think. Uh, on some of the other songs, it's a little bit like just a little bit nondescript. I guess. Um, I just think it sounds like funny '90s snare or something. Why do yeah. you think it's funny? I don't know. It kind of sounds like a cowbell or something. A little bit of the ringy thing sometimes. Yeah, I could yeah. hear this in like the party scene at a at a high school music, mm-hmm. high school movie. You know, it's like guys diving out of a window, and then this song's playing in the background. <laughs> also, just sonically, I think the way the album's mixed is a touch like kind of scooped compared to most albums mixed in this era. You know, that the compared made to me current think of trends, screaming but, um, females uh, because of that. Yeah. It's like almost like a metal sound at times. But it's kind of like that's the, the sort of almost the sound of this genre in a way. So, I mean, and it's not, I'm not necessarily criticizing it for that. I'm just yep. commenting. What did you guys think of the last song and like the way that the album ends? It has the song with like the piano and horns and all of that. I thought it was like Baroque pop. It's been good now. kind of a broke pop sound yeah is that a, we figured it out but like is i'm that like a bad thinking that now? but i'm like do i even know what broke pop is I'm I'm still sure. <laughs> well we're all agreeing with you so i think you nailed yeah. it to be honest that uh, by that point i'm like okay well this album's over it's well you yeah, say that right like i did think it kind of suffered a little bit from being a little overly long <laughs> yeah like i do think to be like a truly perfect album it should be like maybe one song shorter i'm not sure which song i would cut but maybe like one song shorter yeah, um i think it could be uh, what i would do is i would actually cut the length from some of the songs because especially the early half they some of the songs are like four and a half minutes long and mm. i'm looking at track lists right now and that's not look at true them. way off mark zach we have the receipts zach show me <laughs> show me i will um then i'll screen cap it okay I'm afraid you guys are going to be sad with some of the things. There's that only did one song. Start. Yeah. There's no song over four and a half minutes. Oh the longest song is four minutes and 29 seconds. Exactly what I said, right? Four. And it's only one song, and it's in the second half of the album. <laughs> so All right. not what you said. Don't worry, Zach. We'll, fi- we'll fix it. The songs post. only need to be two minutes long, is what I'm saying. Uh oh. He's got, he's got song links coming. Uh oh. This check. is tiny. James, how am I supposed to see this? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> your reading glasses uh i probably should um all right i also want to speaking of just the songs and songwriting sonics and whatnot mm-hmm. i also want to shout out the bass player of this band because i feel like they did a really really good job mm-hmm. on this album yeah in terms of like the the bass parts are really interesting and good throughout the entire album that's not like pushy or like overplayed in any way um that sounds like a guitar player talking right there i mean (laughs) they're actually fairly complicated bass parts like if you actually pay attention to them no i i just mean like your pushy comment i actually like the bass parts i just (laughs) (laughs) just ribbing you (laughs) 
Oh, yeah, play bass too. That's true. I've seen I actually it happen. Do it actually. But yeah, no, I, I like the bass parts a lot too, and just the way the bass sounds. Very good. Um, Patrick, could you describe the album art for us? The album art is a close up picture of a woman's eye. I assume this is um, Anna. Anna, yeah, the singer of the band. It looks like her, but I, I don't have confirmation. Yeah, that I think it's that her. it's her. That's um, basically what I mean, she it looks, looks like, like her. So. But uh, up top, it says that dog in a very 90s uh, looking <laughs> font. That's like, it's all lowercase. And there's a period at the end, like the band's name is stylized. And it's kind of like the word dog is below the word that, but like kind of superimposed. It's kind of like it when people bit. realize that they could do like text editing that way. Yeah, it was like. We're gonna like on magazines where they realized they could like make the picture go like in front of the text. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not exactly like that, but I, yeah, I see what you're saying. It looks um, like a '90s movie poster font, and I'm trying to does, find yeah. the exact yes. poster I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. And even yeah, and then below on the bottom it says "Retreat from the Sun," and then but like on either side of it, it has like a kind of transparent retreat from the sun, so it's like going. Across the entire bottom that kind of looks like a movie poster too in a way mm-hmm. the whole thing looks like a movie poster yeah it actually too, looks eye. like it could um, be a movie poster yeah, uh, uh, i'm gonna s- also say like <laughs> i'm gonna say this band because there's a reference to it in the in the songs but uh it looks like it'd be like a velvet underground album cover or like a just an album cover from the 70s or or mm. 60s you know like yeah you change just, the text yeah yeah exactly yeah i hadn't thought of that but yeah, I think this is a pretty striking album cover. Catches your uh, eye. It reminds it me. Does. Of I mean, it definitely. Uh, uh, it definitely looks a little dated, but yeah, I enjoy it. I like yeah. the way it looks. It's the album somehow. I think. Yeah, I think it does too. What's that? Uh, there's another album cover. It's reminding me of, and I can't. Think Vertical of the name Horizon of the band. <laughs> uh, is it Stone Temple Pilots? That have mm-hmm. like a. I, sure. I just sent a picture. It's like very small. Yeah, Shangri La Dida. What is that? Who, who? What album is that? What? Yeah, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, for some reason, this album cover reminds me of that album cover. <laughs> the one second row middle <laughs> picture. Yep. All right, all right. Just cut it out. <laughs> that was just like the weirdest picture to send to show us that. Guys, I'm just googling here. It's Fingers a grid of like twelve images <laughs> for our listeners. <laughs> Try so my we best. have to look at it and find which one we <laughs> whatever, think whatever, it reminds okay, James of. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So, are we ready for closing thoughts? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I'll go first. Um, I think this is an amazing album. I feel like it's been missing from my life, and I feel like I'm going to be listening to it for the rest of my life. I'm super jealous of that. I love that feeling when you find something new and you're like, Man. yeah. And it's not even that like I had never heard anything like this, but it's kind of like this is the best version of it. So it's like, <laughs> damn. But you've never listened to Letters to Cleo, so yeah. All right, Zach, I, know we that, get I know it. that this is better. <laughs> I'm Sorry, only going to bring it up like... the more that you guys uh, antagonize me for it. <laughs> All right, James, what about you? Oh man, I had not time to think about it yet. Um, I'm going to do a bunch of run-on sentences. These aren't periods; they're semicolons. Okay, then think some more. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed the album quite a bit. I'm a big fan of this genre too, so like it's something that will definitely stay in rotation in my music library. 
end up my house because Mallory, my wife, is also a fan of this genre. Mm-hmm. Genre? Genre? Yeah, share um, it with her. Genre. genre. Maybe she might already know it. Aside from it maybe being a little long, I think there's a lot of strong songs and really memorable songs that have a surprising amount of hints at like music that would be like almost that would be like core core parts of full music genres like 10 20 years later uh, album is not that long though it's 45 minutes 46 minutes yeah i guess the perfect i'm gonna like, sound like zach a little after bit, i but like i think after like, i already uh talked to, talked bad about it I, I, I feel like, good i think the <laughs> we got a comment on that too zach you gotta watch your mouth yeah uh from thou <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> With their if, if they put albums. out like a 30 minute album for the next LP and we're just gonna have to pat ourselves <laughs> on the back yeah. um i'll be mad if they do that i would be too <laughs> i want a double album now. it's only minutes. one song 90 minutes or bust mm-hmm. um i don't know what I, was I, I think you're done james i guess I'm yeah done. your sentence is done james i to say all right what i'm about sorry you, for having you having to edit that yeah, yeah. all right my sentence good album got some great some great highs uh, I think I'll still listen to it, especially since my wife was very interested in it and mm-hmm. she didn't get a chance to join us on the listen. Some of these songs will probably be in my rotation for at least the next year and, and le- until I, you know, move on to other things and forget this band exists because that's what I do with all bands. <laughs> You're not going to listen to it for the rest of your life, like I said I am? I might. We'll see what happens. But Zach, we have to make this commitment to each other right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, for the rest of my life then. I guess so. <laughs> At least the, the first track I'll just have on repeat. I'll have lots of trail mix. Patrick, what about you? I don't have too much more unique to add to what anyone else said. I think this is a fantastic album that almost anyone could find things to like about. So I highly recommend it. Definitely. Yeah, it would have been fun to have seen this band live. They toured with like the Wallflowers, Weezer, bands like that back in the day. I think some people did like give them like flack for kind of, you know, their connections and like, oh, like rich girl, you know, that kind of stuff. But I think they were mostly taken seriously. Yeah. I mean, if you write good music. Yeah. You know, you write good music. So Patrick. (laughs) At some point when I pick an album, I want to pick an album that kind of either shocks or punishes you guys in some way. Um, (laughs) But I don't think I'm going to do that just yet. Um, Why? They got off easy this week. They got to listen to that dog. Well, I'm going to pick one I think is a middle ground. Um, Let's do um, Deer Hunter's 2007 album, Cryptograms. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this or not. This is another one from kind of my formative musical years. Sweet. Thanks for listening this far. If you have made it this far, we really appreciate it. As always, you can contact us at clubclub at hardaudiocables.com. If you'd like to follow Patrick or Hannah, you can do so at I Wish Good Skateboard on Instagram. If you'd like to follow Hard Audio Cables and Hannah, you can do that at Hard Audio Cables on Instagram. And if you'd like to follow Zach, not Hannah. You could do that at the Cookie Monster 258 on Instagram. Next week, 
we will be talking about the album Cryptograms from Deer Hunter. We'll see you. <laughs> we'll see you then. See you guys.